0: Welcome to Pastor's Class, a Bible study program brought to you by Tim Say Ministries and Crossover Church. We pray this podcast will help enrich and strengthen your walk with Jesus Christ and that it will lead you to read and study the scriptures more often. For more information about Tim Say Ministries and Crossover Church, please visit www.crossoverchurch.tv or give us a call at 301-927-5620.
1: be seated. It is so awesome to be here with you on this evening. Our God is a faithful God. This is the first Wednesday of uh, 2016. We've made it. We've made it. And I say we've made it, and I don't take that for granted because there's so many folk who, who made it to the end of 2015 but weren't able to cross over into 2016. And the fact that we're here means that there's still a work that God has for us to do. There's still something that we have to accomplish on this side of creation. There is something that God wants to take to and through us so that we can model him before the world. So this evening, I want to deal with you or start dealing with you on a, on a, a, a subject entitled God and his word that's going to be the overarching subject but tonight we want to deal with the issue of God honors his word say that God honors his word Word. turn with me to John the 15th chapter and when you get there come down to the seventh verse and then say amen when you are there and then we will read accordingly all right now. <laughs> Pastor Robin speaking for the whole congregation. We are there. <laughs> Scripture reads, and this is Jesus speaking. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done. If you abide in me, And my words abide in you. You will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. As we look at that scripture and we look at that verse real quick, I want to put a question out there to you. Are you at home in God's word and is God's word at home in you? Now, the key thing this scripture says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done. Literally, that word abide means at home. It's almost as though someone has come over to your house and they're staying with you. They're living with you and they have access to your house. But how many of you know sometimes we can allow people to come into our residences. They can be in our house for a while, but we don't treat them like it's home. We are quick to let them know that they are visitors and that after a while you have to leave. However, in this context and in this sense, Jesus says, if my word abide in you. How many of you can really say you feel at home in the word of God? You feel secure because about what you know God is doing and his provision toward you. You are open to allow him to have access to every part of your person. Well, see, it's one thing for you to feel at home in the word of God. But the next level of that is Does the word of God feel at home in you? Does the word of God feel so much at home in you that he knows that whatever he instructs you to do, you're going to be quick to do it? Does he know that you won't quench his spirit when he instructs you to move outside of your comfort level? Can the word of God command you at any time, any season, any day, any circumstance, around any people? And without a second of question or a second of doubt, you respond to the word of God with yes, Lord, and amen. Amen. Saying, God, I want you above all things. In other words, give me you and everything else Can wait. See, the one thing that we got to realize is that the Word of God is not detached from God. In ultimate reality, the Word of God is God. When we speak, sometimes when we speak, the things that we can say can be far detached from who we are. But when God speaks, his word is an extension of who he is, a manifestation, a revelation of who he is and in the earth. It's not a part of him. It is him. Amen. Let me read something from, to you from the Renewal Theology. If there is to be knowledge of God, he must grant it. All knowledge of God comes by way of revelation. The knowledge of God is always revealed knowledge. Theologians agree that there are three types of revelation. There's general revelation where God reveals himself through nature, humanity, and history. There's subordinate revelation God reveals himself to those who are in the Christian community. This revelation is secondary and subordinate to the final area of revelation. And finally, there is special revelation. This is where God reveals himself verbally in a particular, progressive, saving, and verbal manner. In other words, he reveals himself through his word. Now, when we think about general revelation, Turn with me to Psalm 19 real quick and I just want to show you something real quick. Just real, real quick. And this is considered general revelation. Psalm 19 and 1. It starts like this. The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. In other words, the earth shows his handiwork. Now here we have God and all of his glory and the Renewed mind can look at the sun, the clouds, the stars, the earth, and recognize the authority and sovereignty of God. Literally, you can say that the sun, the moon, the stars, and clouds are speaking. Because they're doing just what God has ordained them to do. They're in their right place doing everything that God has ordained them to do. They're hanging there. They're lighting up the sky. The earth is separating the waters from the waters. The heaven is evaporating up and the rains are falling down. They're doing just what God has ordered them to do. So they are speaking even though there is no language and there is no word that you and I can understand, quote unquote. Now the key thing to remember here is that when God first hung the sky, the stars, the moons, Adam and Eve in their unfallen state could clearly hear what the heavens, the stars, the earth, and the waters were saying regarding the glory of the true and living God. After the fall, it did not change the fact that the heavens were speaking, the stars were shining, the mountains were testifying, the glass was praising. It just meant that our minds were crowded and our hearts had been darkened. Now, when you look at subordinate revelation, that's the type of revelation where you and I get where we look at the word. And through the ministry of the Holy Spirit, we may gain certain insight. And that's great, but it's called subordinate revelation because that can never be on the same level as the spoken, written, personified word of God. Now, when we think of the spoken word of God, we think of what God said in Genesis. That's one example. When we think of the written word of God, we think of this Bible. When we think of the personified word of God, we think of Christ Jesus because he is the word wrapped in flesh, walking in earth. He is the reality, the totality of what the spoken and the written word is. However, when you come down to that place of special revelation, that's God speaking to a special people, a special message trying to accomplish a special something in our lives. And that means that there is a Holy Spirit that he has given us once we accept Christ that now he's trying to tap into the knowledge that he has placed in us and he is pulling it to the forefront of who we are so that we can recognize that there is no God like the God that you and I serve, say that there is no God like the God that you and I serve. Now, as we move into this thing, there are a couple of preliminaries I get. I get out the way, and so there are a couple of definitions I got to give you guys. Is that okay? All righty. The first definition is honor. It means to hold in respect, to revere. The second definition is word. A unit of language consisting of one or more spoken sounds or their written representation that functions as a principal carrier of an intended meaning slash revelation. Next, we have the word of God. This is the manifestation slash revelation of the mind, heart, and will of God, be it spoken Written or personified. This is more than just nouns, pronouns, verbs, adjectives, syllables, and a string of text. But this is the totality of who God is. Logos. This is a Greek term that refers to the written word of God. Rhema. This is a Greek term that refers to God-given insight of the scriptures or the written word via the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Then we have the word personified. It means to be an embodiment of. Then we have incarnation, the assumption of human form and or nature. And finally we have the word epistle, which is a formal letter of divine teaching slash instruction for the purpose of moral introduction and maturity. Now the key thing I want to point out right there where it says epistle, it says for the purpose of moral introduction and maturity. We're going to get into this a little later. But literally, Paul called the disciples and the people in Corinth, he called them living epistles. Literally, by your life and the way that you live and the way that you invest in the word of God and the way you model God before the earth, literally, believe it or not, your life is a Bible that someone reads. It's gonna be up to you whether or not you are an accurate translation or manifestation of the word of God. It's going to be up to you if you lead someone in the right or if you lead someone in the wrong. Believe it or not, it's very possible that your life is the only Bible some people will read before they will have an opportunity to connect to Jesus Christ and leave this earth enter into eternity and to judgment. So it's your responsibility and my responsibility that since we know God to make sure that we're doing our God-anointed best to make sure that we model Christ and that we walk with him and that we work with him and that we obey the word of God. Because if we don't and we model him in the earth, then where is the salvation for the people who are in the earth? If the messenger is shut down, then where is the word coming from? Now, there are three quick facts about the human word that I want to point out, because now we want to look at the human word as opposed to the word of God. The human word actually mirrors the human condition. The reality is a lot of times we hear people say things, and and sometimes we say, well, they didn't mean that. But let me tell you, the ultimate reality is the thing that you say, chances are that's the thing that you own. And you may not have meant to say it, but it's probably a very accurate reflection of the disposition of your heart of where you were in that moment in that particular time. So the ultimate reality is it's not an issue of whether or not you meant to say it. You probably just didn't mean to say it and someone else recognized that what you said was out of order. That's the real reality. But let's look at real quick Ephesians 429 verses 29 through 32. And I'm going to read the message version because I love the way they put it. And they put it like this. They said, watch the way you talk. Let nothing foul or dirty come out of your mouth. Say only what helps, each word a gift. Don't grieve God. Don't break his heart. His Holy Spirit moving and breathing in you is the most intimate part of your life, making you fit for himself. Don't take such a gift for granted. Make a clean break with all cutting, backbiting, profane talk. Be gentle with one another, sensitive. Forgive one another as quickly and as thoroughly as God and Christ forgave you. Now, isn't that something? As quickly and as thoroughly as God forgave you. Now, here are three elements about the the human word. Number one, it's limited. The word that comes from our mouth that is not rooted and grounded in a divine nature, it's limited. In other words, it can only go so far. It's not eternal. There is no real power behind it except for the power that comes from God. However, 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 this is where you have to be careful That Scripture says, speak no unwholesome word, Do you know that if you don't speak a whole word, you're speaking a fractured word? If you don't speak an encouraging word, you're speaking a discouraging word. In other words, this is so true, because we are made in the image of God and we are called to model him in the earth and he has called us to exercise dominion in the earth, literally, the things that you say or do can incite either life or death into a circumstance or situation. We, you and I want to be very careful how we speak to our wives, our husbands, our childrens, other members of the church, people on our job, because the reality is we can speak a word that fractures their life apart. As kids, there were times when we would say, sticks and stones would break my bones, but words will never hurt me. I've learned as an adult that there are adults, older adults, and adults and adults and adults Who are still recovering, trying to get out from under things that were spoken over them as children. Not necessarily things that were necessarily true, but somehow things that they believed and they started acting that way because it was spoken over them enough times. And so we got to be careful about the word that we speak because we got to be, we're in a position where we can speak life we can encourage, we can lift up. There is no reason why anybody should come into the household of faith and lead the same way you came if all of us are in accord and speak in life one to the other and we have an ear to hear what the spirit is saying and what the messenger is communicating. I'm telling you, I've got to the point in my life now, I'm like, you know what? No more foolishness. No more running people down. If you can't keep it cute, put it on mute. My desire is to lift and encourage. And you gotta know that that desire didn't come from me because that's not in my normal nature. You gotta know that that thing comes from God and what he's doing in me and what he's doing in you. 2016, not sweet 16, we're going to learn how to speak and live in a whole nother way. It's not about the things that we can get, but it's about declaring the word of God. And the word of God is life. And because the word of God is life, then you and I, we choose to live. And we're going to live and we're going to advance and we're going to prosper and we're going to exercise dominion and we're going to call out those things in our life that shouldn't be there. And we're going to go down to the altar and they're going to be things that we're going to bring to the altar and we're going to slay in the name of Jesus. And we're going to be victorious men and women because this is the year of the word like never before. And I'm telling you, it's time. It's time you and I cannot afford to be living underneath of our circumstances. When you're living under your circumstances, you're like, "God, I'm living under here. God is like, "How did you get there?" I never planned for you to be living up under your circumstances. Speak life. Rise up. I have given you wings like an eagle. Soar, fly, trust me, move with me, walk with me, work with me. Know that I have given you all that you need to live. And now is the time. Now is the time. You know what the most hurting thing I think is can be about life? People who have so much potential to advance but they never recognize the worth of what God has placed in their life. And so, so they're so willing to just settle and just flow. Time I for settling and flowing. It's all about the word of God. The second fact about the human word, that it's a fallen word. Of course, we're in a fallen, we're in a fallen state, you know, except for the grace of God. That word that we would speak that's out of our natural man, it has no value. The third thing is that it is dependent upon divine intervention for restoration and sustenance. You know, let me tell you, there there are times when, and I I say this even in the the household of faith, and we've got to be vigilant one with the other, and we've got to be caring, even In the household of faith, if we hear someone speak a fractured word, a word that tears down instead of building up, you and I ought to be of the heart and mind that we can go to that individual. If we hear it, it happens in our presence, go to that individual and go to the one who was spoken to and speak life into that situation. No more saving and holding on to it and then talking to other believers about what has happened while people are dying and hurting and bleeding all over the holy place. You know what I'm saying? We don't even realize it. But sometimes if we were able to see the injuries caused by words in the household of faith and even in the world, there would be blood all over the place. But you and I have the power not to stand still, but to rise up and speak like never before. Address the need and minister healing in those lives. Listen to this. A Christian doesn't doesn't just stop doing the wrong thing, but a Christian starts to advance in doing the right thing. You know, sometimes. We get excited (laughs) when we stop doing the right thing. And that's great, that's great. We push the pause button, we're no longer doing the wrong thing. But don't you know we've gotta start doing the right thing? Don't you know we've gotta start making change? Don't you know we've gotta start growing, we gotta start advancing like never before? Don't you know that time is waiting for no one? And literally the word that we hold on to sometimes is the word that can save a life. So it's time for us to get out and do what God has caused us to do. There are four statements of truth about the word of God that I want to point out to you. Number one, the word of God is infallible, written under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Turn with me to 2 Timothy 3.16, a very familiar passage. And the scripture reads as follows. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. All scripture is given by inspiration. That, that inspiration there, it literally could be translated, God breathe. In other words, this word is the breath of God. It's that which sustains and brings life to you and me in any circumstance and situation that I'm in or that you're in. See, I could be at work in a tight space, and it could seem like all type of stuff is rising up against me. And I feel like, who's on my side? Who's advocating for me? And then the word of God come and reminds me, I am on your side. <sighs> and he breathes on me. And all of a sudden, I experience life. And where I was in a tight space, where there was no there was no oxygen getting to my spiritual man, where it felt like my spiritual man could go into cardiac arrest, God says, ah, and he breathes on me with his word. And then I rise up and I get encouraged. And then I know that this word is a true word. And it's a trusted word. And it's an infallible word. And I know that when he said he will never leave nor forsake me, I know it's true. So whether I'm at work, whether I'm on the East Coast, whether I'm on the West Coast, he is with me and he is faithful to perform his word in my life because he is his word. Number two, the word of God is God revealing himself, not just something about himself through his spoken, written and personified word. John 1.1 says in the beginning that the word was God, the word was with God, and that nothing occurred without God. The reality is, is that the word is just not an expression of God, but this word is sovereign God with all the power to change your life and my life. Now is the time, now is the season for you and I to embrace this word and start this year off right. We don't have to go into this year trying to deal with an old ending. No, this is a new beginning. Let's start fresh. I don't want to be a part of an old ending. I want to be a part of a brand new beginning and Jesus him the Christ and crucified. Number three, The word of God produces faith. Turn with me to Romans ten seventeen. So then, faith comes by hearing, and hearing. By the word of God, faith comes by hearing and then hearing comes by the word of God. In other words, faith comes from the message and the message comes from the word of God. If you want to operate in that place called I trust God. I love God, I believe God, then you've got to know it can only come through and from the Word of God. The one thing I find is that sometimes when I find myself in a place where it's hard to believe because I'm in a difficult place, sometimes that means, you know what? My daily dose of the Word is lacking. How many of us go more than a day without eating? How many of us eat three times a day? How many of us snack in between meals? Nuff said. What about the Word of God? We've got to give the Word of God that same preeminence in our life. The Word of God is life to you and I. Life changing, life changing. If you want to see a difference in your children, it's the Word. You want to see a difference in your marriage, It's the Word. You want to see a difference on your job? It's the Word. You want to see a difference in you? It's the Word. You want to see a difference in your family? It's the Word. It's always the Word. It's always the Word. The Word is the cure for hopelessness in every circumstance and situation. Some of us are messed up. We're messed up not because... There isn't hope, but we just don't recognize the hope that God has afforded us. Not because there is no hope, but we just don't recognize the hope that God has afforded us. Number four, without the word of God, it's impossible to please him. Without the word of God, it's impossible to please him. Turn to Hebrews 11 and 6. Now, Scripture says, without faith... But because you can't have faith without the word of God, you can interchange word and faith together. Scripture says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Number one, do you believe that he is? Do you believe that if you come to him and you ask him genuinely and authentically what you need, that he will respond to you? Surely he will. He's that kind of God. He won't leave you hanging. And I say that's all that is required. You must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who come to him. Can I ask a question then? If we believe that he is and we believe that he is a diligent rewarder of those who come to him, why does it take us so long to bring our challenges and our troubles and our issues to God? Why do we go to everyone else and every place else, every fad, everything on TV that they advertise that's going to cure our problems, every 9 dollars pay this payment in four months, why do we do that first without seeking God first? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all those other things are going to be added to you. I'm not saying that you can't go look at those things, but why not go to God first? He is sovereign. He is Lord. He is the only one that sets the standard and the stage for your and my success. The only one, the only one my God, let me share something with you that happened. i tell you, it was just so awesome. And I said, wow. And I said, God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your spirit. I thank you that there is no God like you. And when it happened, I said, God, you know what? This just confirms there is no other God. I mean, I knew there was no other God, but this just confirmed it anyway. And uh, I was walking out at lunchtime uh, at my job and, and I was praying, and I had some tasks to take care of, and I was praying fervently in my heart. No one could tell what I was doing. No one could tell what I was doing, and I was praying, and I was praying hard um, regarding someone who, had, who was having some challenges in their life, and uh, I was walking, and as I was walking, I walked past an embankment of homeless people, and I mean, they had tents and stuff, and, and it was just, it was really rough, but as I'm walking by, and I'm just praying, and I'm focused on getting where I'm going. My lips wasn't moving, so they, you, they didn't recognize that, because I knew my lips weren't moving. And the guy calls out, he said, keep praying, don't stop. And <laughs> I looked, <laughs> and then I turned around, and this is a homeless guy sitting on a heap on a mound, and he said, keep praying, don't stop. And then he pointed to his hat, and he did like this. And on his hat, it said, FBI Jesus. And I said, FBI Jesus? He said, firm believer in Jesus Christ. And I said, my God. I kept moving, but I said, Lord, I thank you. I wasn't looking for affirmation, but you gave me affirmation and confirmation that my prayers were in the right direction. I'm not going to stop even though I can't see it, even though it doesn't feel like it, even though it doesn't look like it, even if I don't see immediate change, I'm going to keep speaking that word. I'm going to keep praying that word. I'm going to keep declaring the goodness of God over my life and those that are connected to me. And I know, I know that my God is hearing. And even if I don't see the manifestation in my natural life, I know that it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. So you've got to continue to declare the word. You've got to believe God like never before. Rise up. Wake up. This is not the time to go to sleep. Know that God is calling you up. This is the day of the Lord. This is the year of the word. Rise up. This is the time. This is the day. Surely he has heard you. Surely he has heard you. Surely he hears you. Surely he knows you. Surely, 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 surely. Surely. My God, I found that sometimes, sometimes we give up just a little too soon. Sometimes sometimes, This is breakthrough and we're right here and we stop. But don't you know God is there? He's there, don't stop. You can't afford to stop. What have you been looking forward to? What have you been praying about? What are you expecting God to do? What seems impossible? What seems like it won't happen? Know that God is able. Know that it's coming. Don't quit. Don't stop. Begin to declare his word like never before. Begin to declare his word like never before. You started and you stopped and you've fallen down time and time again. Get back up. Get in the race. Declare what God is saying about you, your circumstances, situation. Now rise up and live. Rise up and live. God has breathed on you life. You shall live. You shall not die. That is the word of the Lord. You shall live. You shall not die. My God. Let me share something with you, real quick. Author unknown. I found it during my studies, and I said it was just powerful. Through daily reading of God's word, logos, remember that's a written word, Christians will have knowledge of God and be able to memorize scripture to offer non-believers the truth that is written. But in addition to that, God wants to speak to his people and provide insight beyond human understanding. With the help of the Holy Spirit, portions of scripture that were once on a page will become rama. They will have a greater significance and offer supernatural guidance, comfort, answers, and assurances. Intermittent rhema from scriptures is good, but daily rhema will guide a Christian's steps and move them toward greater understanding, revelation, and joy. Let me tell you something. You want to walk in dominion? You want to know that God is seeing and he's recognizing you? Let me tell you what he's looking for. He's looking for his word in your life, in your prayers, in your speech, how you live. He's looking for his word in you. And see, when he sees his word in you, he marries it with his power, and things begin to happen. He's looking for his word. In your life, in your speech, in your prayers, in your ambition, in your desires, he's looking for his word because his word is life. And one thing about God's word, once he sends forth his word, it's going to accomplish just what he said it's going to accomplish. Turn with me to Isaiah 55. And when you get to Isaiah 55, come down to verse number 8. And the scripture reads as follows. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void or empty, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Remember at the beginning when we were talking about John 15, 7, it said, if you abide in his word and his word abides in you, if God's word is at home in you and you're abiding in his word, I'm telling you, you are a candidate for the supernatural power of God to spill over into every area of your life and bring to fruition what he has ordained for you. There's nothing like the satisfaction that comes from the satisfaction of being lined up with the purpose and plan of God for your life. And see, the reason that in this place you would pray a prayer and God will do just what you desire him to do, because you're at home in him, he's at home in you. And your purpose and your plan is lined up with his will. And you're going to pray his desire because you discovered something. Can't nobody do you like the Jesus who has loved you and who has saved you. You begin to understand there is no one He can do you like he does you. God honors his word. Number one, he honors the spoken word. The spoken word is a revealing of the work of God. If you look at Genesis 1, time after time, scripture says, God said, God said. And right after God said it, stuff began to happen. Then God said, this is good, this is good, this is good, this is good. God looks for when we articulate and when we speak his word. And when we speak his word, things begin to change in our circumstances and our situations. Let me tell you, the things are the things that you speak are the things that you own. Be careful what you speak, and make sure you're speaking the heart and mind of God, because God won't do you wrong. And let me just tell you something like this. If you delight yourself in him, surely... He will give you the desires of your heart, but because you have delighted yourself in him, your desires are now aligned with his purpose and his plan for your life. Number two, the written word, a revealing of the mind of God. A revealing of the mind of God. Scripture says that the word of God is inspired. In other words, God breathe. Listen to this. The mind of God is that we will be complete and thoroughly equipped for every good work. God is such a God that he wants you to be thoroughly complete for every good work. And if God sends you out into the pasture to work for him, you've got to know he's going to reward you. Scripture says, don't muzzle the cow that treads the corn. In other words, a worker is well worth his reward. So if you're working for God, doing what he has commanded you to do, you've got to know that he's going to bless you and then some. All you got to do is trust him and work with him. Finally, there's the living word. The living word is a revealing of the heart of God. This is Jesus and him, the Christ, when he came in the flesh. And, and the quickest way I could think about this, and, and I said, well, wow, some of you guys may miss this because you're, you're younger, and some of you may get it because you're older. But um, how many of you guys remember a movie called Sparkle that came out in the 70s and they remade it just not too long ago? How many of you guys remember a song called Giving Him Something He Can Feel? It's a tangible expression of something that's a theory, something that's being said, but it's a tangible expression. Jesus Christ is the tangible expression of the love of God. You can put your hands on him. You can touch him. You can see. He walked in flesh to show you in either way, to show that we don't have to be submitted to the flesh, but the flesh can be submitted to the spirit. Finally, 2 Corinthians 3.2, the message says it like this. Your very lives are a letter that anyone can read by just looking at you. Christ himself wrote it, not with ink, but with God's living spirit. Not chiseled in the stone, but carved into human lives, and we publish it. It's, it's so true. God honors his word. He honors his spoken word. He honors his living word, the written word. He honors the living word, which is Jesus Christ. But he also honors his word in your life, you and my life, as we are faithful to be a living epistle, expression and model his word in the earth. Can I tell you, now is the time like never before for you and I to start fresh and make sure beyond a shadow of doubt, that we're walking with him, working with him, that we are students of his word, that we're revering him. Now is not the time to say what you believe and then live another life. Now is the time to say, you know what, God? These are perilous times. These are perilous seasons. You know there's so much that's coming against the church in these days it would seem like now that you're being called to be gray. A little bit of black, a little bit of white, nothing distinct, you know what I'm saying? Just a mixture, a hodgepodge, everything thrown together. The only challenge with being a little bit of this and a little bit of that is that that is so not the purpose and plan of God. God said I would that you would be hot, or cold what God has made you to be is what he's made you to be but the ultimate reality is the only way for you to advance and to exercise dominion on this earth is to make sure that your life is full of his word that's the spoken word that's the written word and that's the personified word of Jesus Christ, all three are the same. Amen? Amen. Let us stand.
0: Thank you for listening to Pastor's Class. We hope you enjoyed this program. For more messages and Bible study teachings, please visit www.CrossoverChurch.tv or give us a call at 301-927-5620. If you live in the D.C., Maryland, or Virginia area, come visit us at our home location, 5340 Baltimore Avenue, Hyatt'sville, Maryland, 20781. Pastors' Class is a weekly Bible study that occurs Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. at our home location. We would love for you to join us. May God bless you and guide you as you continue to study to show thyself approved in the grace of Christ Jesus.